Pendant Productions is proud to announce the release of Phantom Canyon, a feature-length Western horror audio drama. We've been happy to provide you with hundreds of episodes of free audio dramas for the past 10 years and hope you'll support us in our latest endeavor. Phantom Canyon is now available on iTunes, Amazon, and Audible.com, or by following any of the links to the show from PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Make me believe that I am not sent for you. Go to, go to. Thou art a foolish fellow. Let me be clear of thee. Well held out, Faith. No, I do not know you. Nor I am not sent to you by my lady to bid you come speak with her. Nor your name is not Master Cesario. Nor this is not my nose, neither. Nothing that is so is so. I prithee, vent thy folly somewhere else. Thou knowst not me. Vent my folly? He has heard that word of some great man and now applies it to a fool. Vent my folly. I am afraid this great lubber of the world will prove a cockney. I prithee now, ungird thy strangeness and tell me what I shall vent to my lady. Shall I vent to her that thou art coming? I prithee, foolish Greek, depart from me. There's money for thee. If you tarry longer, I shall give worse payment. By my troth, thou hast an open hand. These wise men that give fools money get themselves a good report. After fourteen years' purchase. (laughs) Now, sir, have I met you again? There's for you. Why, there's for thee, and there, and there. Are all the people mad? Hold, sir, or I'll throw your dagger over the house. This I will tell my lady straight. I would not be in some of your coats for twopence. Come on, sir, hold! Nay, let him alone. I'll go another way to work with him. I'll have an action of battery against him if there be any law in Illyria. Though I struck him first, yet it's no matter for that. Let go thy hand. Come, sir, I will not let you go. Come, my young soldier, put up your iron. You are well-fleshed. Come on! I will be free from thee. What wouldst thou now? If thou darest tempt me further, draw thy sword! What, what? Nay, then I must have an ounce or two of this malapert blood from you. Hold, Toby! On thy life, I charge thee hold! Madam! Will it be ever thus, ungracious wretch, fit for the mountains and the barbarous caves where manners ne'er were preached? Out of my sight. Be not offended, dear Cesario. Rudesby, be gone! I prithee, gentle friend, let thy fair wisdom and not thy passion sway in this uncivil and unjust extent against thy peace. Go with me to my house, and hear thou there how many fruitless pranks this ruffian hath botched up, that thou thereby mayest smile at this. Thou shalt not choose but go, do not deny. Beshrew his soul for me. He hath started one poor heart of mine in thee. What relish is in this? How runs the stream? Or am I mad, or else this is a dream? Let fancy still my sense and let thee sleep. If it be thus to dream, still let me sleep. (laughs) Nay, come, I prithee. Would thou'st be ruled by me? Madam, 
I will. Oh, say so, and so be. Nay, I prithee, put on this gown and this beard. Make him believe thou art Sir Topas the curate. Do it quickly. I'll call Sir Toby the whilst. Well, I'll put it on, and I will dissemble myself in it. And I would I were the first that ever dissembled in such a gown. I am not tall enough to become the function well, nor lean enough to be thought a good student, but to be said an honest man and a good housekeeper goes as fairly as to say a careful man and a great scholar. The competitors enter. Jove bless thee, Master Parson. Bonos dies, Sir Toby. For, as the old hermit of Prague that never saw pen and ink very wittily said to a niece of King Goberduck, that that is is. So... I, being Master Parson, am Master Parson, for what is that but that, and is but is. To him, Sir Topas. What ho, I say, peace in this prison. The knave counterfeits well, a good knave. Who calls there? Sir Topas, the curate, who comes to visit Malvolio, the lunatic. (laughs) Sir Topas, Sir Topas, good Sir Topas, go to my lady. Out, hyperbolical fiend! How vexest thou this man? Talkest thou nothing but of ladies? Well said, Master Parson. Sir Topas, never was man thus wronged. Good, Sir Topas, do not think I am mad. They have laid me here in hideous darkness. Fie, thou dishonest Satan! I call thee by the most modest terms, for I am one of those gentle ones that will use the devil himself with courtesy. Sayest thou that house is dark? As hell, Sir Topas. Why, it hath bay windows transparent as barricados, and the clear stores toward the south-north are yet as lustrous as ebony, and yet thou complainest of obstruction. I am not mad, Sir Topas. I say to you, this house is dark. Madman, thou errest. I say there is no darkness but ignorance in which thou art more puzzled than the Egyptians in their fog. I, I say this house is as dark as ignorance. Though ignorance was dark as hell, and I say there was never man thus abused, I am no more mad than you are. <laughs> Make the trial of it in any constant question. What is the opinion of Pythagoras concerning wild fowl? That the soul of our grandam might haply inhabit a bird. What thinkest thou of his opinion? <laughs> I think nobly of the soul, and no way approve his opinion. Fare thee well. Remain thou still in darkness. Thou shalt hold the opinion of Pythagoras ere I will allow of thy wits, and fear to kill a woodcock, lest thou dispossess the soul of thy grandam. Fare thee well. Sir Topas! Sir Topas! Sir Topas! My most exquisite Sir Topas! Nay, I am for all waters. 
Thou mightst have done this without thy beard and gown, he sees thee not. To him in thine own voice, and bring me word how thou findest him. I would we were well rid of this knavery, and if he may be conveniently delivered, I would he were, for I am now so far in offense with my niece that I cannot pursue with any safety this sport to the upshot. Come by and by to my chamber. I say. <laughs> Good fool, as ever thou wilt deserve well at my hand, help me to a candle and pen, ink and paper. As I am a gentleman, I will live to be thankful to thee for it. Master Malvolio? Ay, good fool. Sir, how fell you besides your five wits? Fool, there was never a man so notoriously abused. I'm as well in my wits, fool, as thou art. But as well? <laughs> then you are mad indeed if you be no better in your wits than a fool. They have here propertied me. Keep me in darkness, send ministers to me, asses, and do all they can to face me out of my wits. Advise what you say. The minister is here. Malvolio, Malvolio, thy wits the heavens restore. Endeavor thyself to sleep. And leave thy vain fibble-babble. Sir Topas? Maintain no words with him, good fellow. Who, I, sir? Not I, sir. God be with you, Sir Topas. Merry amen. I will, sir. I will. Uh, fool, 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 I say. Alas, sir, be patient. <laughs> what say you, sir? I am shent for speaking to you. Good fool, help me to some light and some paper. I tell thee I am as well at my wits as any man in Illyria. <laughs> well a day that you were, sir. By this hand I am, good fool, some ink, paper, and light. And convey what I will set down to my lady. It shall advantage thee more than ever the bearing of letter did. Hmm? I will help you to it. But tell me true. Are you not mad indeed? Or do you but counterfeit? Believe me, I am not. I tell thee true. Nay, I'll ne'er believe a madman till I see his brains. <laughs> I will fetch you light and paper and ink. <sighs> Fool, I'll requite it in the highest degree. I prithee, be gone.
This is the air, that is the glorious sun, this pearl she gave me, I do feel it and see it, and though tis wonder that enwraps me thus, yet tis not madness. Where's Antonio then? I could not find him at the elephant, yet there he was, and there I found this credit, that he did range the town to seek me out. His counsel now might do me golden service, for though my soul disputes well with my sense that this may be some error, but no madness, yet doth this accident and flood of fortune so far exceed all instance, all discourse, that I am ready to distrust mine eyes and wrangle with my reason that persuades me to any other trust but that I am mad, or else the lady's mad. Yet, if twere so, she could not sway her house, command her followers, take and give back affairs, and their dispatch with such a smooth, discreet, and stable bearing as I perceive she does. There's something in that is deceivable. But here the lady comes. Blame not this haste of mine. <laughs> if you mean well, now go with me and with this holy man into the chantry by. There, before him and underneath that consecrated roof, plight me the full assurance of your faith that my most jealous and too doubtful soul may live at peace. He shall conceal it whilst you are willing it shall come to note. What time we will our celebration keep according to my birth? <laughs> what do you say? I'll follow this good man and go with you. And having sworn truth, ever will be true. Then lead the way, good father and heaven so shine that they may fairly note this act of mine. The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show, Twelfth Night, Act 4, featuring the voice talents of Alison Moser as Feste, Pete Milan as Malvolio, Aidan Rudd as Sir Toby Belch, Marley Norton as Sebastian, Nani Brennan as Olivia, Mindy Rast Keenan as Maria, and David Alt as Sir Andrew, written by William Shakespeare. Script analysis and dramaturgy by Colin Kelly. Directed by Landon Bell. Featuring the following music. Relax to the Sax by Jay Denise of SoundCloud.com slash Jay Denise. Shades of Spring and Opportunity Walks by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. 
a jazz song by AJC4 of soundcloud.com slash AJC4. Hey Robin, Jolly Robin, and I Am Gone, Sir by Vincent Morrison. Vocals by Allison Moser. Harry's Bar by Purple Planet Music of purple-planet.com. And Lazy Blue by Jazz Street Trio. Shakespeare theme by Pavel Zook of facebook.com slash zookmusic. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2014. Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Oh, welcome, Father. Father, I charge thee, by thy reverence, here to unfold, though lately we intended to keep in darkness what occasion now reveals before tis ripe, what thou dost know hath newly passed between this youth and me. Next time on The Pendant Shakespeare. For the love of God, a surgeon, send one presently to Sir Toby. What's the matter? He has broke my head across and has given Sir Toby a bloody coxcomb too. For the love of God, your help. I had rather than forty pound I were at home. Who has done this, Sir Andrew? The Count's gentleman wants Cesario. We took him for a coward, but he's the very devil incarnate. My gentleman, Cercio? What's lifelinks? Here he is. You broke my head for nothing, and that that I did, I was set on to do it by Sir Toby. Why do you speak to me? I never hurt you. You drew your sword upon me without cause, but I bespoke you fair and hurt you not. I am sorry, madam. I have hurt your kinsmen. But had it been the brother of my blood, I must have done no less with wit and safety. You threw a strange regard upon me, and by that I do perceive it hath offended you. Pardon me, sweet one. Even for the vows we made each other but so late ago. One face? And one voice? And one habit? And two persons? A natural perspective that is and is not... Twelfth Night concludes in full swing when Act 5 premieres on September 10th, 2014, only at PendantAudio.com.